Do your kids want more Mystery Kids episodes? Are you sick of the same ones playing every single day? Well, we have the perfect place for you. Head over to become a Patreon today. For $5 a month, you'll get two more bonus episodes, plus episodes that are already in Patreon. Episodes like The Deepest Hole on Earth, The Great Emu War in Australia of 1932, The Bombing of Hawaii's Volcano, The Dancing Plague, The Ohio Grassman, and some animal fact episodes about the pangolin, the ai the axolotl, and the taipan, plus much, much more. This makes a wonderful birthday present for your kids and gives you way more to talk about as a family, which is the whole point of the Mystery Kids podcast. So for $5 a month, you can get two more bonus episodes plus all the past episodes. To become a patron, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash Mystery Kids Pod and sign up today. Thank you so much for your support. On today's episode of the Mystery Kids podcast, we'll be talking about the history of witches. Welcome to Mystery Kids podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Mystery Kids podcast. I first wanted to do a shout out to our newest Patreon, Mackenzie. Thank you so much for jumping on and supporting us in this podcast. It means so much to us. So today we are going to dive into witches and I'm really excited because this is such a fascinating topic, but I'm going to kind of go into the history of witches and then also someone who was put to death who's rather famous um, because they thought she was possibly a witch. So let's get started. So I'm a huge, huge fan of like witchy things. Harry Potter was like my favorite book I ever read when I was a little kid. I was always fascinated with magic and just loved all of it. So um, witchcraft is the name for magic practiced by witches. Witchcraft is very similar to the word sorcery. But according to some legends, sorcery can be learned while witches are born with magical powers. People believed in witches and witchcraft since ancient times. Witches were once greatly feared, and today witches are mostly thought of as characters in stories or as fun symbols for Halloween. So witches are common figures in old folktales and old legends, especially in fairy tales. They also appear in many books, TV shows, and movies. And depending on the stories, witches can be good or bad. They can be young or old, ugly or beautiful. They can also be a male or a female. However, the word witch usually refers to a woman and men who are usually uh, warlocks, wizards, or sorcerers. The stories and legends say that witchcraft can solve many problems. Many people once believed that witchcraft could heal sick loved ones, bring people wealth or money, or help crops grow. They also thought that witches could protect them from natural disasters or from evil spirits. Some people have used witchcraft to try to predict the future, and others have used it to try to harm their enemies. The practice of witchcraft often requires special words or objects like spells. Um, they can read or recite these spells to bring about this magical effect. They may mix together mysterious ingredients to create magical potions or power 
powders and they may give people amulets or charms for them to wear. And these amulets are said to bring good luck or protect against evil. Um, I saw something interesting that one of the queens actually received a ring um, that told her that she would not get the plague that was going through Europe at the time. So she was given this like anti-plague ring and she never did get the plague. So it was either that ring or something else special that made her not able to get the plague. So people in the ancient world commonly believed in witchcraft. The ancient Greeks and Romans accepted the use of good witchcraft. They punished those who practiced witchcraft that harmed others. And as Christianity became a major religion across the world, many church leaders decided that witchcraft was linked to the devil. So the Europeans came to believe that witches used demonic powers to fly through the air, change shape, or control animals. They feared that witches kidnapped children to eat them or mix them into potions. When people suffered bad luck, they often blamed witches. You can actually see a lot of this as you look back at fairy tales like Hansel and Gretel and different ones that, that had witches being the bad people. From the 1300s to the 1700s, leaders in Europe carried out witch hunts. Tens of thousands of people were put on trial for witchcraft, and many of thousands were put to death. The fear of witches spread to the North American colonies as well, and the leaders in Salem, Massachusetts, held a series of witch trials in 1692. And I'm going to jump into that in just a little bit about the Salem witch trials because they were very popular and well-known in America. So there is still people today that believe in witchcraft and um, there are some cultures that still practice some form of witchcraft. Um, the Mapichu people of Chile, the Navajo of southwestern United States, and the Zandi of Central Africa. Many indigenous or native people continue to believe in the power of shamans or healers, also called medicine man. Shamans are religious figures that cure illness and deal with the spirit world. Healers use traditional medicines and magic rituals to heal the sick. However, these practices are not considered to be witchcraft. The followers of a newer religion called the Wicca identify themselves as witches. Wicca developed in Europe and North America in the 1900s, and the Wiccans worship nature and honor all living things. They call some of their practices magic or witchcraft. All right, so let's jump into the Salem Witch Trials. So the Salem Witch Trials were a series of prosecutions in which over 200 people were accused of practicing witchcraft. And so this took place in a number of cities in Massachusetts Bay Colony in the years 1992 and or not 1992, sorry, 1692 and 1693. But most of them happened in the town of Salem. So did people really believe in witches? During the late 17th century, the Puritans of New England believed that witchcraft was the work of the devil and was very real. This fear was not new to the United States. Throughout the late Middle Ages and into the 1600s, thousands of people were executed in Europe for being witches. What started all of these trials? The witch trials in Salem began when two little girls, um, one was named Betty, um, she was nine, 
and Abigail, who's 11, began, began having strange fits. They would twitch and scream and make animal noises. They claimed as though they were felt like they were being pinched or stuck with pins. When they interrupted church, the people in Salem knew that the devil was at work. The girls blamed their condition on witchcraft. They said that three women in the village had cast spells on them. Tituba, the girl's servant who told them stories of witchcraft and probably gave them the idea, Sarah Good, a local baker and homeless person, and Sarah Osborne, a lady who rarely came to church. So here they were, they said all these weird, strange things were happening to these two little girls and they blamed it all on these three women that were in the village and said that they were witches. In this time, what happened was anything could be blamed on a witch. Absolutely anything could be blamed on a witch. So you could say like, oh, I'm not feeling good. It was probably a witch. And you could point fingers at anyone who was a witch if you just thought about it. So this became mass hysteria. Soon the entire town of Salem and the villages around them were in a panic. It didn't help that the Tituba, the girl's servant, confessed to being a witch and she said that she made a deal with the devil. People began to blame everything bad that happened on witchcraft and hundreds of people were accused of being witches. And the local pastors of the Puritan churches began to have trials to determine who was and who wasn't a witch. So how do you determine who is a witch? There's a number of tests. Now, these aren't like real tests. These are just what they thought during that time um, to determine if a person was a witch. One was the touch test. This person was that was afflicted with fits would become calm when touched with the witch who cast a spell on them. There was a confession by dunking. They would dunk an accused witch into the water until they finally confessed. Usually they confessed out of fear because they thought they were going to be drowned. But again, this was back in the day and there was a lot of hysteria. So people weren't thinking clearly. Um, the Lord's Prayer. If a person could not recite the Lord's Prayer without error, they were considered a witch. Spectral Evidence. The accused would claim to see the witch in their dreams working with the devil. So that meant that you could have, you could go to bed and have a dream or say that you had a dream about this person and they could be accused and say, okay, you're a witch because this person had a dream. Submersion. In this test, the accused was bound and dropped into the water. If they floated, they were considered a witch. Of course, if they didn't float, they would drown. So if they floated, they would be, oh, you're a witch because you floated. But since people, when they go into the water, they naturally sink, they would end up dying. So they'd be like, oh, they died. So that meant they weren't a witch. Pressing. In this test, heavy stones would be placed on top of the accused. And this was supposed to force the confession out of the witch. Unfortunately, the person being pressed on couldn't breathe to give a confession, even if they wanted to. And there was an 80-year-old man named Giles Corey who was crushed to death when this test was used on him. So how many people were killed during this time? There's at least 20 people put to death during the trials and over 150 more were jailed. And some people died due to poor conditions in the, tr in the jail. 
as more and more people were being accused, the public began to realize that innocent people were being condemned to death. And after months of trials, the governor decided to put an end to the trials, with the last trials being held May of 1693. The governor pardoned the rest of the accused witches, and they were released from jail. So some facts about the Salem witch trials. Although most of the accused witches were women, some men were also accused during this time. A majority of the people who claimed to be afflicted or harmed by the witches were girls under the age of 20. There was actually more people accused of being witches in the town of Andover than the town of Salem. Salem, however, executed the most people for being witches. The trials were declared unlawful in 1702, and Massachusetts formally apologized for the trials in 1957. And the first person executed during the trials was Bridget Bishop of Salem. So sad because it was probably, um, a lot of it was probably people not taking care of their mental health and understanding why things happen to them. So I wanted to share a story of someone who is very, very well known and famous, who was accused and put to death for being a witch. So this woman is Joan of Arc. If you don't know who she is, I'm going to tell you all about her. So Joan of Arc, she grew up in the small town of France. She was born in 1412 in France. Her father, um, who was an official for the town, Joan worked on the farm and she learned how to sew from her mother, Isabel. Joan, Joan was a very, very religious person. And when Joan was about 12 years old, she had this vision. She saw Michael, an archangel angel, who told her she was to lead the French into battle against the English. After she drove the English out, she was to take the king to be crowned at Reims. Joan continued to have these visions and to hear voices over the next several years. She said they were beautiful and wonderful visions from God. And when Joan turned 16, she decided it was time to listen to her vision and to take action. So Joan was just this peasant girl. She, how was she going to get an army to defeat the English? She decided she would ask King Charles of France for an army. Again, not only is she 16 years old, so she's still very young. She is a farm girl, but she's also a girl. And that was not common at this time. It was mostly men or boys that took care of especially battle things. She first went to the local town and she asked the commander of the garrison to take her to the king. He just laughed right at her. However, she did not give up at all. She continued to ask for his help and gain the support of some local leaders. Soon he agreed to provide her with an escort to take her to the city. There, Joan met with the king. At first, the king was really suspicious. Should he put this young girl in charge of his army? Was she a messenger of God? Eventually, the king figured he had nothing to lose, so he let Joan accompany a convoy of soldiers and supplies to the city of Orleans that was under siege from the English army. And while Joan was waiting on the king, she practiced for battle. She became a very proficient fighter and an expert horse rider. She was ready when the king said she could fight. 
So news of Joan's visions came from God reached Orleans before she did. The French people began to hope that God was going to save them from the English. So when Joan arrived, the people greeted her with cheering and celebration. Joan had to wait for the rest of the French army to arrive. And once they were there, she launched an attack against the English. Joan led the attack. And during one of the battles, she was wounded by an arrow. But Joan didn't stop fighting. She stayed with the troops, inspiring them to fight even harder. Eventually, Joan and the French army repelled the English troops and caused them to retreat from Orleans. She had won a great victory, and she saved the French from the English, the 16-year-old girl. After winning the Battle of Orleans, Joan had only achieved part of what the visions had told her to do. She also needed to lead Charles to the city of Reims to be crowned king. Joan and her army cleared the way to Reims, gaining followers as she went. Soon they had made it to Reims, and Charles was crowned the king of France. So Joan heard that the city of Compagna was under attack by the Burgundians. She took small force to help defend the city. With her force under attack outside the city, the drawbridge was raised and she was trapped. Joan was captured and later sold to the English. So the English held Joan as a prisoner and gave her a trial to prove that she was a religious heretic. And during this time, because she had fought over all of this, they believed that she was a witch. They questioned her over the course of several days and tried out these tests to see what she had done to deserve death. They couldn't find anything wrong except that she had dressed as a man. They said that was enough to deserve death, and they announced her as guilty. Joan was burned alive at the stake. She asked for a cross before she died, and an English soldier gave her a small wooden cross. Witnesses said, said she forgave her accusers and asked them to pray for her. She was only 19 when she died. Such an amazing story, but another person who did something that was not normal or stood up for something she believed in, and that's what happened to these people during this time. If anybody kind of went against the mold, they were considered to be a witch and they were often either put to death or put on trial. Such a hard time to live. And I'm so grateful to live in this day and age where I can be different and you can be different and it's okay. We're not going to be accused of being witches. If you want to look at any of our resources that I used for this or to check out pictures, make sure to check out our website. I will have the link in the show notes to send you right there. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really means a lot to me. The more reviews we get, the higher up we get so that other kids can see this podcast. Don't forget to follow us at the Mystery Kids Podcast on Instagram. I'm going to have some questions up there about our final episode, the week of Halloween. So I'm going to have a vote up for that. So make sure you're following us so you can see it. All right, we are continuing the month of October with Halloween costumes. So last week we did ghosts. This week we did witches. And next week, what do you think it is? Mm, This creature likes to suck your blood. Thanks for listening.